Hello, everyone, and welcome to Think Yourself Healthy podcast. I'm your host, Heather Duranja. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, everybody. On today's episode of Think Yourself Healthy, I have special guest, Anna Marie Frank. Anna Marie is a doctor of traditional naturopathy, certified brain health professional, and life guide coach. She is the author of Stop Bullying Yourself and owner of Happy Whole You, a brain-focused wellness company. She is passionate about helping people gain true health and happiness. My friend, you could not be a more perfect fit for this audience. I am so excited to have you with us today. So thank you for spending time and being with us, especially under the unusual circumstances you're facing right now. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to, to have this conversation. Me too. So I am ready to dive right into things. So I'm curious, you know, your training was in naturopathy, um, just for the audience to kind of get a little background of you and, and what kind of brought you to this place. How did you, how did you go from naturopathy to brain health? Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, you know how everything just falls into place as it should, even when we're feeling like things are not working out. Um, my background is actually in exercise science. And, um, I was an educator for 10 years. I struggled with depression since I was in high school for no really apparent reason. I didn't know to label it depression. Um, and really I don't like labels, but growing up and getting into my twenties, um, and realizing like, I just didn't want to be alive. Like, as if that was like a normal thought, which is not a normal thought. Um, I, really realized that I needed some mental health support. Um, I went to a traditional psychiatrist. He spent about 10 or 15 minutes with me and wrote me three prescriptions. And, you know, living in America, I thought, oh, I go to the, to the doctor in the white coat and then they fix me by giving me pills. And that was, you know, that's quote unquote normal. And I accepted that. And um, quickly I got worse. And it, I went down this downward spiral. Um, mind you, I was only about 22 or 23 at the time. And so my brain wasn't, even, it was just on the cusp of fully developing. And then I'm taking mind altering drugs um, as the first line of, you know, healing. Mm -hmm. Not really, but you know. And so then um, I hit my rock bottom and I literally was sitting in the psychiatrist's office going in with the intention to let him know these pills aren't working for me. Mm -hmm. I need something new. And as I sat there, uh, the walls seemed like they were coming in on me. And I'm thinking to myself, all these people were all looking down. We're all slunched over. We're waiting 20, 30, 40 minutes to go and spend 10 minutes with this person. And I just, something inside me was yelling, this isn't right. This isn't right. I go into the session and he had already written my prescriptions wow. and he took a phone call in the middle of our session and he took out his flip phone, you know, so that tells you how long ago it was. But I remember sitting there thinking, he didn't even say, excuse me. He just answered his phone as if I wasn't even there. Mm -hmm. He answered answers his phone, has this conversation, and then goes straight back to the questions of, do you want to hurt yourself? Do you see, you know, different things? And this line of questioning that is so impersonal. And I just, for the first time, really stood up for myself. And I said, you know, I, I'm not okay with what just happened and I need to leave. And he looked at me like confused and ultimately handed me those three prescriptions. And I walked out of there, I threw them away. And I realized like, you need to heal your own brain. You need to heal yourself. Um, and so then I set forth on a journey to find holistic, natural ways that I could support myself um, and started doing a lot of little things over time that yield me some great results. And now I share those things with other people. <laughs> such a, such a touching story. I, I feel the pain that you felt firsthand from my own personal experiences with the system. And 
when you said that, you know, you were suffering with these thoughts of not wanting to be here and not really knowing that this is quote unquote, you know, the label depression, all I could hear was self-hatred, right? Mm -hmm. Because at that time, that's what I felt. I felt so much self-hatred and not understanding where all of the self-hate was coming from and why. And so your story really touches me and I'm sure it touches many, many of the audience members as well, because you are hope and inspiration that there is another way that we can break this broken system and develop new modalities that are truly going to help benefit our true healing and allow our body to do what it was meant to do from the beginning. And it brings tears to my eyes. Like it gets me so excited and, and, um, I'm so grateful for you, you know, doing the work that you're doing. So I'm curious in that moment when you're walking out of the doctor's office and you're having that conversation with yourself, where where is this voice coming from? What is this that is telling you there's another way? Yeah, it was almost like <clears throat> it it was almost like this seed within my my gut, like almost like my solar plexus now that I know what that is, right? Yeah. And it was just telling me like like you're choosing this, which was a lot to handle, right? Like so I mean someone who is feeling depression, you already feel alone. You feel like, well, this is how I felt. I felt like I'm all alone on the outside. I make seem things, things seem so okay. And, and so easy, but on the inside, I am just like totally struggling. But this, this voice, this feeling, this light was like, you are a million times stronger than what you are portraying. What you are portraying is false. Like you need to get to the root of what's going on within you. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had to make a lot of changes. Like I had to stop like being with men that just used me for my body. Right. I had to stop going out and drinking and forgetting, trying to forget about life by, you know, ultimately, you know, using alcohol. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to start looking for what was there for me versus keeping focused on what wasn't right. I was so focused on what wasn't happening for me and on why this was happening for this person. And why wasn't this happening for me? It was like, I was in this victim mentality and it was like, I'm creating my own, I'm the victim to myself. Right. So it was ultimately this voice of like, get, take your power back, right? Like we all have this power and we are who we are based on every single choice we've made up to this moment, right? We've all come from different backgrounds, different things have happened to all of us, but how we choose to respond versus react is huge. And, um, so it was taking, I remember walking out of that office and it was like, the sun was shining and the sun shines a lot where I live, right? Where I live. But it was like, it was the first time, like the sun was shining on me. Like it was just, I mean, just little things. It's so silly, but, um, but yeah. And it was, and it was, it was lonely, like on the journey of healing. Um, because it has to be though. Yeah. It, yeah. It really does. Because it's like, you have to like get to that yuck. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, without the silence, we don't have the opportunity to really go within and listen to our body and recognize what it's trying to tell us and intuitively our higher selves helping guide us onto this desired path. Without that silence, without that isolation, uh, it's going to be a lot harder to achieve, you know? Um, so I, I think it's amazing that you're bringing this point up for the audience members, because I think a lot of people, as we enter into this healing journey, that loneliness, that isolation that we're feeling can be overwhelming, can be debilitating, and it can throw us right off track. You know, it, it can be the thing that stops us from actually entering into the healing zone. So how were you able to talk yourself through, cope through those feelings of loneliness and isolation? You know, what did you do 
ultimately to get where you're at. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of different things. Um, you know, I always talk to clients and stuff about how it's never just the one thing like we want in our heads to think like, What's right. well, it's unfortunately it's not, it's a lot of little things. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, I started to go, like I started to go to church, right. Okay. I started to go, I was raised Catholic in church to me growing up Catholic. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was forced upon me. Right. Mm-hmm. But I knew that there was like something higher and I knew that I shouldn't feel shame for my body. I, I mean, there was all these things that I, you know, these programmings I had attached to religion. So I started going to more of a spiritual Christian church where it was, I could sit in the back row. Right. And just kind of through osmosis, feel like I was getting something right. But what was interesting is I was even going to church, feeling ashamed walking in church. I was like, Oh, this place is going to burn down. Right. Um, so I started doing that. I started to exercise as if it wasn't punishment just for enjoyment. Mm. I started to eat healthier than I was, but I quit counting calories and quit focusing on, you know, being perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I changed my relationships and most importantly, I changed how I was thinking. I changed the words that were going on in my head. I changed how I spoke about my life. Um, I changed how I viewed my life. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't always easy, right? It's, I mean, this was a process over years. So I want to let everyone know, like, it's not like all of a sudden, oh, I woke up and I'm like, happy. Yay. (laughs) I mean, and here's the thing we've been conditioned to, and this is where that whole false positivity, you know, um, this, I like to call it false spirituality, where we have to stay in this constant state of positivity is so toxic for us because it's not realistic and it doesn't offer us the ability to actually experience the pain to do the healing. It's this whole bypassing that is really just super toxic and part of the problem. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. So important. And in that feeling, Um, what was interesting is, so I wrote this book called stop bullying yourself, um, Mm -hmm. because I wanted to create something that was for my children. So if they were born with depression, or if it's something that happened to them, they would have all these tools and things that I did to help kind of pull myself and shift my mindset out of that space. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting, I wrote that book like six years ago, done a lot more internal work at like a soul level and all sorts of fun stuff. And what was interesting is one of my practitioners kept saying, what was going on between zero and two years old? You need to have this conversation. Is your mom still alive? Mm -hmm. And I said, yes. And I would ask her and she's like, oh no, everything, everything's fine. Like everything's fine. And I'm the fourth of five children. My mom was pregnant at 17. My dad was a high school dropout. Um, so yeah, life couldn't been super easy for them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kept asking her this question, you know, over a period of probably about a year and I'll never forget it. I came out of this session um, because I flew back to Michigan to work with this lady, came out of the session. My mom picked me up and I live in California. So there's the connection there. Anyways. um, So I come out of the session and I just look at my mom and I said, what happened between when I was born to two years old? And she just started crying. And she said, well, I didn't want you. And it's not that I didn't want you. I just couldn't handle one more kid. Mm-hmm. And she had postpartum depression, which I had with my son. So even working through what I had worked through mm-hmm. at 26 years old, I experienced depression on a whole nother level in a whole new way. And um, so it got me to thinking it you know, and, and having kids and going through it myself. Um, and my mom sharing that with me, it was like, I hurt for her. Right. Like I hurt for her. You gave her also in the same moment by giving an opportunity to actually speak her truth and let go of the shame and guilt that she held onto hiding that from you. Yeah. What a gift you truly gave her. I mean, that's liberating. That's, that's empowering. Yeah. Thank you for recognizing that. I I didn't even think of that, but you're right. You're right. Um, yeah. And it was like, we both just kind of sat there and 
I just, yeah, I just, my heart hurt for her, but, um, at the same time, I felt more free. It was like this, this weird, amazing feeling. Cause it was like, I think now connecting all the dots is that, that feeling from a young age of not feeling good enough, you know, people not liking me or assuming they didn't like me. Right. Like this wasn't my stuff. This was stuff from my mom, generational lineage being passed down to me and me as a young child absorbing this you know, I'm not good enough. You know, my mom doesn't want me. And then you fast forward. My mom had my brother when I was two. So it's like, lady, like we laugh about it now. I'm like, really, mom, you had five kids. Like you, you know what I mean? And then, I mean, it's like, what happened here? I don't know. But of course she's Catholic, right? Can't use birth control. Like all this programming as women that we get, you know, you and I had such, such similar circumstances, you know, from the get-go, my mother was also 17 when she had me. However, I was the oldest. And then I had five younger siblings. Mm. So, um, you know, it's just, it's astonishing to me the commonalities amongst humanity and how conditioned and programmed that we have become through the systems that are profiting of our pain and suffering. Yeah. And it's time we take our fucking power back. Hell yeah. Oh my gosh. Preach girl. Like for sure, for sure. I mean, it blows my mind. The clients I see on a regular basis, especially these younger kids that are being medicated for the brain. And it's like, their brain's not even fully developed and you're medicating them because what they can't sit still in a school. They can't, they're not quiet in the classroom. Like who gives a shit? We all need to speak up like, right. As long as they're not hurting another person, like what is going on here? But Well, I mean, this is just another example of how broken our systems are and how they're not working for us. And it's coming at our expense. I know for my family, my, you know, my mother, she did what she thought was best. And that was start medicating all of us because her, her nerves were, you know, thin. she could barely handle everything that she was under. And so she just took the recommendations of what the doctor, she was taught to trust the doctor and So unfortunately, all of us, there's not one of us that didn't escape being put on medications or having some sort of in-hospitalization experience at a very early age. And as a result of that, it, you know, unfortunately, there were a lot of consequences that came with uh, poor development, period. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Poor development. Yeah. I mean, mental health in this country has not improved the treatments, all of, all of the things. It's just, it's, it's incredible what we're allowing. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think that a powerful statement, you just said (laughs) what we're allowing. Yeah. Right. It's our choices. It is absolutely. And People ask me all the time, they're like, well, what can I do? I'm just one person. And I'm like, well, you're one person with a lot of power and the choices that you make, the way that you choose to allocate your energy, the way that you choose to allocate your financial resources and most did I already say energy, energy, our financial resources and our time. These are the three most valuable resources that we as humans innately have. And if we can start recognizing how we as one can literally start creating a shift and momentum moving forward, it's going to be unstoppable. And I think we're at that breaking point. Yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, for everyone listening, like, do not forget the power you harness within you. Like when we heal what's going on within us, people around us start to heal and start to change. Absolutely. And the ripple effect that we have is so tremendous. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) yes. Like I just always say, like, we're all these little star seeds and we all came here for a reason. And I believe that ultimately my sole contract coming here to planet earth (laughs) was I agreed to go through what I've been through. Right. Like, and I look back at all the trauma I've had and I appreciate it now. 
I'm like, okay, that was, that was there for me to serve me in which way. Now, if I use that trauma to, um, contract, to hide, to allow, you know, the same patterns to keep taking place, I haven't learned from it. Right. Like we can't change our past. Right. And I think like, instead of hiding from the fact that like I had depression or, you know, I felt depression, mm-hmm. like I share that now. And I don't share that coming from a victim mentality. I share that through, through empowerment, through, you know, yes, people feel this successful. People feel this, like moms feel this sisters feel this, your aunts feel this, you know, grandmas feel this, like, this is something that you know, we all have an array of emotions that we feel. And sometimes there's some deeper, darker things that stick. And, um, you know, like you said, like, like finding where that is coming from. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, it could be your stuff, but it could also be a lineage thing. And so it's important that we, we really just go back and we try to break those generational patterns that are taking place. And that, that's really big for us to do in our lifetime. And so I know my sole contract was to one, break that generation of depression and shame. And, um, you know, like my daughter is nine and having her was like a whole nother, like, I feel like I was born anew, right? Like I'm bringing a girl into this world. And we had this conversation the other day. Um, and I just talked to her about, you know, if she can talk to me about anything when, when she feels comfortable Mm -hmm. and she was talking about this boy at school in third grade and he came up to her, wanted to kiss her. And she said, no. And, you know, and she's like, but I was scared to tell you, I, and you know, it's like, you should never feel scared. And I'm like, you know, why did you say no? What, what was that like for you? You know, and I just Mm -hmm. asked questions. I don't tell her what to do or no, you can't kiss boys or anything like that. Like, I don't know. It's just interesting. And then she brought up a girl that, that she knows. And she said, I, I like, like her. And I said, what does like, like mean? She's like, I don't know. It's just like, I just like, like her, I get this feeling inside. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, tell me about that feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. It's like important that we just be curious. Yes. Right. And so, um, that is one thing that I have learned through what I've been through is just to ask questions, right. Mm -hmm. And not, it's not my job to tell her, Oh, you can't like, like her, or does like, like mean you want to kiss her? Does like, like mean that you're gay? Like, I don't say any of that stuff, right? right. That's not for me to say, it's just for me to be curious about what my daughter's thinking and what she's going through. How she's receiving that information that she's feeling. Yeah, exactly. Right. But I think we're so quick to jump to conclusions of, um, someone else or like me saying, you know, I've had depression, right? Like if your brain already jumped to a conclusion about me and you don't even know me, that's something we need to be mindful of. Right. And and we can all do that, but then it's like, we need to back up and be like, oh, okay. That's interesting. I just made an assumption about this person. I should back up and ask some questions. Like, why don't I come from this from a space of curiosity versus, you know, assuming or leading, you know, so. I applaud you as a mother. What an amazing, you know, opportunity that you created for you and your daughter to have a bonding moment, to be able to be conscious and just create this conversation that allows us to understand one another at a deeper level. And there's so many parents out there who have been programmed and conditioned to not be able to do that from their own environment, from their own experiences with their parents and their grandparents. So I I completely commend you for breaking out of that traditional mode and creating this safe space for you and your daughter to cultivate that you know, that conversation and connection. I recently recorded a podcast with my youngest daughter. She actually came to me and said, mom, I would like to record a podcast with you about our relationship and where we've, you know, where we've been and where we've gone (laughs) and all of the things. And I remember just thinking in that moment, holy fuck, (laughs) needed as a mother for her to come to me 
and, and asked me to do this and then have this opportunity to create this content that can help so many others out there who are struggling. And it was so beautiful to hear from my daughter's perspective what kind of mother I've been. And there, you know, were parts of it that were hard to hear, you know, yeah. because <laughs> we have this idea of the mother that we were. And then they have an idea of what they experienced and they're never going to be the same, no matter how many times we hash out. Now tell me again what you, you know, it's never going to be the same story. And so, um, what gifts, what beautiful gifts. Wow. Ah, so much goodness. So I'm curious. So in that moment, when you received that download at the doctor's office and you knew that there was another way, that was you stepping in to your purpose mm-hmm. and helping to pave a path to show others through example, what can be. Yes. Yeah. So I use the word download. Mm-hmm. Any people are probably going, what the fuck is a download? What are you <laughs> talking about? I'm lost. What did I miss? So can you tell me from your perspective, what a download is? Yes. So there are many, many downloads that we receive on a daily basis. Some that are coming from above and afar and all over from our subconscious to, you know, if you believe in angels and spirits and different things like that. But then there's also the downloads of, um, of knowing, Mm -hmm. and then there's the downloads that we provide ourselves. Mm -hmm. So for example, the food you choose to eat is literally downloading information to your cells Mm -hmm. and to your stomach acids, to, you know, your hunger hormones. And it is literally the food you eat is literally telling your biology and your cells what to do. Mm-hmm. The music you listen to is downloading information. The conversations you have is downloading information, who you talk to, who you hug, everything. If you exercise, it's all downloading information into your physical being, as well as your cells. And when you go inside every single cell, you can't go anymore. The only thing that's left is energy, right? So we are energy first and foremost. And so, um, there's different ways that we're getting all these downloads. I would say that download that I was getting in that moment was the sense of knowing from my soul of why I came to planet earth. I believe like I wrote that book called stop bullying yourself. And it's talking about that voice inside your head. That's like, you know, going a mile a minute. It could be your, you know, some people call it the monkey brain. Some people call it like the ugly roommate or whatever. Mm -hmm. That voice is truly not you though. You are the one that is witnessing that voice. Mm -hmm. And once you realize that, you can actually talk back to that voice and start to shift like, oh no, I, I'm not going to take this from you. Or that's interesting that you're saying that, however, right? So I just think that that download I got was a knowing from my higher consciousness of why I'm here. I had to go through the junk. I had to experience what I experienced because there was another way, right? Like there's always another way. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us are here to help pave the way, um, for others. And I think it's important that we, that we do what we're here to do, but sometimes we can get so caught up in the junk and in the mess that we're not finding our way. We're not living our true higher purpose, um, because too much noise and there's too much junk. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I just think that was a download of knowing from my higher consciousness. <laughs> I, I love it. And, you know, so I want to bring this up. I want to have a conversation around this. Are you familiar with Dr. Martha Beck and any of her work? No. I okay. Mean- so she wrote this book called The Way of Integrity. And when I was reading this book, she proposed this question that really made so much fucking sense to me. I was like, finally, (laughs) finally, what I intuitively felt and knew someone here, we have a multi-credentialed being 
speaking truth. And for me, it was a really validating and exciting moment because what she goes on to say is, we as a society have been conditioned that we have to have the evidence in hand in order to form the belief, okay? And so with that being the, the limited, you know, this very limiting belief that we have to have the evidence in order to move forward with a plan, it really sets us up for failure. It takes away all of our power. Literally, we disempower ourselves by buying into this idea that we have to see the evidence in order to prove that this is the way. Yeah. Right. And so I thought, you know, a lot about that and a lot about like what's happening in our world right now and all of these things. And for me, the way that my brain made sense of this was I've always known information. I've always known highly intelligent information, but I can't prove where it comes from. Mm -hmm. And I don't have the evidence to say, here are the facts. So now you must buy what I'm selling you. And so because of that, it created a lot of self-doubt for me Mm -hmm. and then shifted and altered the pathways that I took in life Yeah, and the way that I showed up and the way that I taught. Okay. Oh, girl, so, I'm with you on this 110. <laughs> yeah. And so with getting this information from her in this one moment when she makes this statement, it blew open a doorway for me and my personal power and my personal opportunities moving forward and how I could utilize this knowing without feeling like I was a fraud. Like I was an imposter. Like I was a liar and a fake with knowing what I know intuitively, it helps me be the human that I am and offer the guidance to others to help support their journey and validate the fact that they don't need to have the evidence in hand. If there is this feeling within you, then that's your truth. And that's all that matters. And you don't have to prove that to the world. Mm -hmm. You just have to go for it. Mm -hmm. Like what the fuck, if we were taught this in childhood, can you imagine where humanity would be? Oh my gosh. I know. And so it's really right now, you know, it's frustrating in many senses because I see so much insanity happening in in the science and medical world, you know, that all of these, all of these things are being recommended and they're saying, follow the science. And I'm like, this fucking science is bought. Yeah, it is. Doctors and scientists have been paid to say what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Where's the real actual evidence? There isn't any, yeah. but the masses are buying it up. Like, Ooh, give me more, give me more. Cause it's coming from a three letter agency. And therefore we okay. must trust but we can't trust ourselves and we can't trust the knowledge that we actually possess. Yeah. This is the first time in, oh gosh, over a hundred years that we have allowed the monopoly of the pharmaceutical industries Mm -hmm. and our healthcare. And I use the word healthcare very loosely system to take every, almost everybody's power and our human right to take care of our own biology to know how to do that that has been systematically wiped out over the last 100 years and you know if people actually go back and look like what i do as a traditional doctor of naturopathy right like so a traditional doctor of naturopathy doesn't believe in breaking the skin using synthetics and things like that mm-hmm. now that's what i I do not do with 
clients. I don't diagnose, I don't prescribe, but what I do is I look at foundations of health. How can we build your foundations of health? And a lot of times those diagnoses that you're receiving, like for example, my diagnosis of depression is total bullshit. Mm -hmm. Depression should not be a diagnosis because there's a root cause to depression. Diagnoses should only be root causes. So we're giving diagnoses for things that are symptoms of something deeper going on. So going back to, you know, 1890 to, let's see, 1910, 1920, when the Rockefellers and the Carnegie's families started funding medical schools due to the fact that they started funding pharmaceutical companies. Back then, if you were to become an MD, a medical doctor, you were a medical doctor really based on botanicals, based on herbals, based on natural things to support one's biology. Mm -hmm. So it's only 2021. And if you go back a hundred, about a hundred years before all of these pharmaceuticals, we were using these holistic modalities and I'm not against Western medicine, but I'm against that it's all or nothing. Right. Like if I get in a car accident and my arm's flying off, I want to go see a surgeon for sure. I probably want morphine. Yes. Absolutely. Right. Like in yes. it's like, yes, of course. Right. Like, but we've gone so far to the other side right. that people are not even like realizing that there are natural remedies and modalities that you can do in your home mm -hmm. to support one's health. And I think that that's where, you know, when they say follow the science, it's like, no, our science in terms of medical has been effed up ever yeah. since, you know, the FDA and these pharmaceutical companies, like, I think it was like in the seventies, they started, these pharmaceutical companies started funding and giving money to the FDA. And then if you look at like the whole thing with the COVID shot, now I'm going down a rabbit hole, but the whole thing with the COVID shot, here's the thing, you guys, it takes on average for the FDA and the pharmaceutical companies to come out and say, oh, we made a mistake on average 4.2 years. Mm -hmm. So I am not willing to wait 4.2 years for you to come and tell me that, you know, this shot is causing X, Y, and Z, which is why I'm not willing to take that chance and put that in my children or in myself. Absolutely. You know, but what I do know is I can eat garlic. I can eat onions. I can eat all these things that are antiviral yep. that can support. I can breathe out of my nose versus out of my mouth to create nitric oxide, which is really good. And it, mm -hmm. your nose is already going to help filter out viruses. I mean, come on, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you are, you're speaking so much truth. It's resonating in every single cell within my being. I've got like consistent goosebumps here. You're so right. You're so on, on target with speaking exactly what has happened here. And unfortunately, the masses have bought in. They've bought into it. And it's been through the propaganda of the television. The television, you know, why do we call it tell a vision? It's like, because they're creating your reality for you. It's not real. Yes. And so with, you know, in my opinion, the best thing that we can do for our health is to ditch the fucking TV because it is brainwashing us. It's creating fear. It's stimulating a nervous system response. That's then chemically reacting in our body and then shifting and altering the genetics within ourselves and the, and the functioning within ourselves. And so I know for myself that in 2001, after 9-11, I was so debilitated and, and literally glued to the TV. I remember breastfeeding my newborn and just sitting there like, well, what am I going to do? What are we going to do? And then one day I realized I was like, what am I doing? I'm not living my life. I'm literally living in fear. I'm in panic nonstop. This can't be good for me. My breast milk that I'm feeding my baby. No wonder my baby will sleep and is vomiting and constant, you know, diarrhea. And that was when I made the conscious choice. TV is done. 
I am never engaging in this <laughs> bullshit again. And it was literally one of the best things that I did for myself. All of these people with blood pressure issues, I guarantee oh, you that if they so stopped watching the, the news first thing in the morning <laughs> on an empty stomach with their cup of coffee, yeah. their blood pressure would be regulated. They wouldn't have issues. Oh, that's <laughs> You know what though? I don't know who I heard this from, but this is so true. Your brain is the strongest pharmacy on the planet. Absolutely. And by watching TV, like, so here's a question for everybody who's listening in your head. If I were to ask you, um, where, where can you get elect a lot of electrolytes from? Most people are probably going to think one of two things, Gatorade or Pedialyte. And yeah. that's a perfect example of advertisement. The way we think mm -hmm. is based on who paid the highest advertising dollars, right? Mm -hmm. When you can get electrolytes from apples, from spinach. I mean, these, these fruits and vegetables naturally have them in them, <laughs> right? And so it's just really fascinating. Like, and I think, you know, and it's not shame on you for watching TV or anything like that, but it's like, it's, it's important for us to have this conversation so we can wake up because we've all been sleeping for a while. Right. Like, and so why, why do I think the way that I think? Right. And like, just asking yourself, why do I purchase these same things at the grocery store? Right. Like, why is there a health food section in a grocery store? Mm -hmm. The whole store should be healthy foods when 70% of the food in the grocery store has added sugar and has chemicals in it, you know? So absolutely. Let's just start asking these questions and being curious, right? Just like with our kids, right? With each other, like, let's be more curious and well, ask ourselves. That's been programmed out of us. Mm -hmm. It's completely been programmed out of us. Our ability to discern information has, and that's why, you know, this happens at such an early age in our school system. And that's why right now the school systems are being targeted so hard with all of these crazy ass changes. And it's like, we as parents have to sit back and ask ourselves, why are they working so hard to make these changes to right. our, you know, because the sooner we can get them and indoctrinate them, the easier it is moving forward. You and I both know that what happens between birth and age eight literally is going to determine how we show up and behave as adults. So if they can get them sooner than later, then they're guaranteeing the profitability for generations and generations and generations to come. And they know there won't be any questions asked. We've done such a damn good job of programming them through the TV and through the education system that they're never going to question the motives behind what we recommend. And we're seeing it firsthand right now. Like, if this isn't more apparent right now in this world, I don't know what is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. And it's like, it's so crazy how things are back ass backwards. Like a lot of, like, for example, our government gave Pfizer and all of these pharmaceutical companies billions of dollars to create this shot, mm -hmm. right? Why is it that now they can make profit mm -hmm. on this shot and determine what countries they sell this shot to for how much, mm -hmm. right? Like that's a perfect example of how I was talking about the monopoly earlier. Like any other industry, if they were to have the, the prices go up as much as these pharmaceutical companies mm -hmm. and they are not like they have all these people that they're killing and all these lawsuits but yet they're able to still keep practicing or keep doing, I mean, it's just, well, I mean, they're able to buy it out. They're able to silence it, you know? Yeah. And so we don't know about it. Yeah. And my apologies to any audience listeners. <laughs> that This is the first time they're hearing this information. I'm pretty confident that if they listen to this podcast regularly, this definitely is not like new yeah. information that they're being exposed to. But in the event that you are new, um, it's going to take some time for your brain to process this information that we're discussing because it goes against all of your 
subconscious beliefs, you know, I know you and I were both raised Catholic. So the moment that Mm -hmm. I chose to entertain a belief of something outside of just what I was taught through my Catholic teachings, the amount of shame and guilt that I felt, oh my God, it was debilitating. I was like, I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell because I don't subscribe to these belief systems. And I had to work Mm -hmm. through that for a very, very long time to be able to get to this place that I'm at. But I know that One of the foundational pieces that have allowed for me to evolve my consciousness and see the truth was truly investing and taking care of myself by nourishing my body, giving it the whole foods, the micro and macronutrients that are needed to help support cellular function and holding that energetic vibration that would allow me to receive the information. And then discern it in a way that made sense to me. Yeah. And yeah. And like, I just want to add this real quick because I love that you, you gave the listeners that like, cause this is a lot to digest and this is a lot to process. I mean, I even, when everything first started happening, I, I started questioning, should I do this? And then I realized my questioning was coming, not from what my gut was telling me, not from what my soul was telling me. Right. And so every time I start to question or, you know, get that fear mindset, I have to like step back. And here's the thing about fear, you guys. So when we live in fear or when we get fear presented to us over and over and over again, what happens is that puts you in this limbic state, this where your limbic brain, your amygdala, this fight or flight keeps keeps literally driving you. And when that happens, it literally cuts you off from using your prefrontal cortex, which is your executive thinking, which is you being able to see the big picture, which is you being able to ask questions and process the responses that are coming. So when we're in this fight or flight state, being in fear, we are blaming others. We are not taking responsibility. We are giving our power to everything else, but ourselves. And so I need like listeners, we need to realize if we're going in this fight or flight state, right? We have to take a step back and say, okay, am I living in fear? Am I making these decisions based on fear or am I making these decisions based on what is for the highest good for me and my family. And if you're making the decision to say, get the vaccination for your highest good of you and your family, and you're seeing, and you feel like, yes, that's what I want. Great. Do that, do that for you and your family, but we cannot be making decisions in fear because once we start to do that, there's this domino effect and we start to lower our vibration. We start to get really ugly and we start to blame other people and everything else for the situations in our life. And you need to just take a step back because that is a very ugly place to live. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it doesn't serve the greater good and the collective in the way that it should. It helps to keep these broken systems and these powers that be that are profiting on us in control. Mm -hmm. The reality is our future has already been decided Mm -hmm. and there's no way of stopping it at this point. And they know that, which is why they're going to such extremes to try and, you know, control us right now in this moment, because they know that their time and power is very limited and they want to get the most profitability out of it for as long as they can. Mm -hmm. So the more that we can come together as a society, we have the ability to speed this up and get us to that place of heaven on earth and drop out all of these broken systems and allow us an opportunities to start recreating new systems that are going to allow us to thrive, not survive. We have been in such a state of survival for so long that that's all we know. And the thought of thriving is really frightening for many people. We have become so addicted to our diagnoses, so addicted to the pain and suffering. That's all our nervous systems know. Yeah. And it's scared to death of the unknown. Mm-hmm. The unknown is where all of the beauty and all of the bliss is waiting for us. Yes. So we have to start choosing. Am I going to keep 
Oh my gosh, that's so true. Am I going to keep slowing this down and keeping empowering the powers that be and allowing them to profit off keeping me a slave? Or am I going to step up? Am I going to step into my power and start creating action steps that are going to help support the collective and getting there sooner than later? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so powerful. And I think one really good way to like really check yourself if you're living in like that rat race, right? Like what you just described, like keeping us in, in that, in that rat race is, you know, like you think about it when you were first wanting to get a job, right. As a young adult, like you probably had like, I dream of getting this job. Right. And you get that job and you get that job and you're happy for like a few months. And then all of a sudden you're not really happy anymore. And then you need this right. And then you need this raise. And oh, if I make 75,000 a year, then every, like things will be so much better when I make 75,000 a year, and then you make that 75,000 a year. And that 75,000 turns into a hundred thousand, that hundred thousand turns into 125. And what you can find yourself doing. And I'm talking from experience, of course, is yeah. you start to realize, like looking back at the patterns, you start, to, you can start to recognize if you're in that rat race, right? Like, if you are getting, hitting these milestones that you've always said that, oh, things will be better then I'll be happier then you have literally your pot. You do not have your power. Absolutely not. And, and it's important to, to like, really, it's like, I think the al- most ultimate power is like, when you can just like, like me right now, I'm sitting in my closet. We're having this conversation. I couldn't be happier. Right? I am so with you, girlfriend. I, I, you know, I, I have to, I just have to toot our, our own horns for a minute here because the reality is both you and I are practitioners that had to go through the systems and were heavily exposed, heavily indoctrinated with all of the beliefs, all of the protocols, recommendations, but innately both you and I knew that these were not right. Mm -hmm. And we had to choose to go against the grain Mm -hmm. and to speak up and to start sharing with others what our truths are. And through that, others have an opportunity to choose, hmm, does that tingle in my body? Does that make sense for me? You know, when we're speaking and something is resonating within us at a soul level, physically, we will know Yes, something will happen. An ear will start ringing. We'll start feeling tingling in our face, getting goosebumps. Maybe the foot starts tingling. Our belly starts churning. We're always being provided with the signs to validate that inner knowing, but we've been taught to dismiss it. We've been taught, what is, I must be getting sick. Like I need to call the doctor something's not <laughs> right. So I encourage everyone as we continue to navigate through these difficult times, because it's going to continue to get more difficult. You know, as I mentioned early, they know that they're losing control. And so they're going to start creating even more and more ridiculous mandates and recommendations that we must comply with. And for many, they're going to fall into that. And it's okay. I, you know, when all of this began, I I did find myself becoming very irritated with those who could not see. Like, how do you not see it? You know, how do you not see when, when a pharmaceutical company is, is requesting protection for 75 years to not release the evidence (laughs) from the trials? How do you not see that as a warning flag? And then I realized their souls aren't ready. Their souls are not ready to evolve. Their souls are not ready to expand and they need the pain, the suffering. They still need those experiences in order to learn. And eventually maybe they will get there. But right now in this lifetime, they're not. And so all I can do is have compassion for that soul, that it still needs that. 
And I send love and light to them and hope that eventually they will find the fulfillment so that they have the ability to ascend. We're facing two ascensions right now. We are in the midst of a spiritual ascension and we are in the midst of a physical ascension. And we they, they, they both go together. We can't have one without the other. And so this is a lot. This is a lot to digest and a lot to um, unlearn. It's a lot of unlearning that needs to happen. And so for anyone out there who is listening and thinking right now, wow, <laughs> this is the first time I'm being exposed to this information. Um, just know that you're not alone, that there are support systems out there that both myself and Anna are more than happy to, you know, help answer any questions, help offer up resources. This is why you and I both have training programs that are focused on brain because they're necessary. Yes. We, we need the support. And there is a piece of this journey where we have to go at it alone but there is also a piece of this journey where we have to have support. We have to have support. Mm -hmm. And it, having support doesn't mean you're weak. Needing guidance doesn't mean that you're dumb or that you're not you know, worthy and deserving. We're all going through this. You and I, we woke up sooner. We woke up sooner so that we could offer the guidance for those that are gonna wake up a little later. Yeah. And, you know, and we all just have to respect that we're in this in our own time and it's all perfect. Mm -hmm. Don't judge it. Don't criticize it. Just embrace it. We have been giving gifts. So okay. many gifts. So uh, many. <laughs> so many. Uh, so I'm curious, I, I know that we've, you know, I'm probably running out of time with you, but I just really want to quickly touch on, you offer energy testing with physical testing. Can you tell the audience a little bit about that? Because I'm pretty sure that that's definitely not something most naturopaths are offering at their <laughs> practice. I know. Well, yeah. So yeah, I do energy, like, so everybody has this energy field, right? And we're essentially all connected through quantum entanglement in this energy field and your energy field right outside your being is actually very, very strong. Um, and there's different ways that you can test to see, for example, if your meridians are flipped, if your energy field is being exposed. Um, and so I do that with my clients. Um, I also do biofeedback with my clients. Um, I do kinesiology testing with them, which is all a form of energy testing. Um, and I combine that too with physical observations. So for example, um, in Chinese medicine, the Chinese is, have been mapping the face for over 5,000 years. So looking at your ears, looking at your eyes, your face, your lips, your nose, it is incredible. The things that our bodies are expressing through physical observations. Um, and so I combined a whole host of different modalities for testing with people because well, one, not everyone's ready for me to like test their energy field. And then they, because I physically will test them and they they will be weak. And they're like, how am I weak right now? And then I'll strengthen their energy field. And they're like so much stronger. And they're like, what is this? Not all my clients are ready for that. Right. But you know, I can look at their face and I can say, Hey, it looks like there's something very stressful at age 18 or at age three or at one or, um, you know, different things that the face is saying and what it does like the practitioner that helped me with zero to two. And she kept pressing that mm -hmm. is it can help us understand where we've come from. It can help us understand where we're at. Um, and the stronger we can be from a foundational of health and energy and mental health standpoint, the more power we actually will harness to be able to help other people. But we have to fill our own vessel first mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, spread the love and help others as well. So I do have a very different approach when I work with clients, um, but it's a needed approach, I believe. And that's why we get such great results with our clients. Oh, I love it. What, 
what beautiful work you are doing and you are literally leading the way and creating the systems of what our new earth will harness to help empower everybody to be able to tap into their innate adaptive healing powers it's so exciting, honestly. Um, yes. What a what a joy it has truly been to be able to have this conversation with you today. I appreciate you taking the time and you know spending it in the closet, considering the yes. circumstances with me. And so, where can the audience find you? How can they connect with you if what they've heard today through our conversation has really inspired them to seek out a different pathway for health and well being? Yeah, so they can find me on Instagram at happy whole you. Um, they can also email us at info at happy whole you or go to happy whole you.com. Um, and just, yeah, just reach out, just connect with us. You know, we answer, you know, everyone's questions and we're here as a resource first and foremost for people. Um, and yeah, we love to share our knowledge. I love it. I'll make sure that I attach all of your information in the show notes. So it makes it easy for individuals to find you. But again, I can't thank you enough for the work that you're doing and for truly being a leader in this new earth and offering so much valuable information for the listeners. Oh, well, thank you. And thanks for having me. I appreciate you giving me this space to share. Mm. Thanks for joining us on the Think Yourself Healthy podcast. Make sure you leave a review and let me know what you think. I love reading your feedback. Come hang out with me on Instagram at Heather Duranja. And don't forget to take a screenshot that you're listening to the podcast and tag me. I love to share it. See you on the next episode.